Now, I will say a lot of the themes that we've been talking about for three and a half years just st- oh. <laughs> continue to repeat themselves. You guys, I have such a good joke. You know who the Virginia Creeper is? Thomas motherfucking Jefferson. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. who the Virginia Creeper is. <laughs> I mean, there are so many Virginians from the colonial era. I feel like you could call the Creeper for sure. But it's a good one. There, solve that one. All right, should we do it? Let's do it. What up, world? Welcome back to another episode of the Amera Podcast. A nice round number. (laughs) The math guy over here bringing in round numbers. That's right. Today is episode 120. It's divisible by a lot of things. It's like it's among not the like, you know, century mark. It's fairly desirable in that manner. Anyways, this is not a math podcast. Thank God. Today's August 20th. Thursday, 2020, for those of you listening in the future, which is everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, we figured that one out last week. Yeah. We got we got the whole OG crew in the house today. I'll start off with, in the Bay Area, Mr. Tyler Grillo. Welcome back, sir. We missed you last week. How you doing? Hola, thank you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. You know, we got, we got some wildfires going on up here. They are... Um, in I think in all of California, there are more than 100 fires going on right now, and mm. 33 of them are in Northern California, and eight of those are relatively large. So here in the Bay, you know, I'm really feeling for all the folks who have had to evacuate here in the Bay. We just got the smoke and ash coming in, so you know, just riding it out, trying to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, we're dealing with some of that here in Colorado ourselves, but we do not have a hundred. It's a lot of fires. And here out in Colorado, then, virtually recording, Mr. John Kelly. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Glad glad to be here. Yeah, Tyler, the, the stuff is crazy about the California wildfires. I read somewhere, I couldn't remember exactly where this morning, that there's been discussions of, like, evacuating people outside of the state. Like, wow. just, like, the potential is could be on the table if they continue to rage in certain parts in Southern California where they're like, we're going to have to move people to like Arizona potentially. Whoa. But I'll try to figure out what that Whoa. article is though. Cause I don't want to say that completely unsubstantiated, but <laughs> it like, it caught my eye. I was like, wow, I've never heard of something like that because of fires being so bad. Maybe um, that's something good to put in the news feed. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. <sighs> Drop it in. Drop it in. And John Anderson, also in Colorado. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Chilling. You know, it looks like we might get some rain, which would be amazing. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, be awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Seeing some dark clouds, uh, which is a metaphor for our country, I guess. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could say it both ways, dark clouds and on fire. It feels like all of 2020 has been that way. Just, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. one big, long, roaming wildfire. <laughs> Uh, but you know what can douse it? More fascism. That's the dark clouds. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. So. yeah. Hey. Yes, indeed. Well, we need some. We need some sunshine on that. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I am your host, Blake Banyan. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, Mr. Anderson, do you have a do you have a fun fact for us this afternoon? I do have a fun fact. In fact, uh, it is seventy-five days to the election. So right. make sure that you are registered to vote. Make sure that if you think you're registered to vote, you check your status for voting. Make sure that you understand what the early voting and mail-in slash absentee voting laws are in your state because elections are run on the state level, which not everybody understands. Yeah. So make sure that you check with your Secretary of State's website to see what your registration status is. Make sure you go early. If you get a mail-in ballot, fill it out and get it back into the mail right away. Talk to your your family and your friends about it. We have to make sure that this is a humongous blowout because they are going the Republican Party is going to contest this election. And so we have to make sure that it is uncontestable how much we kick the shit out of that stupid fascist party right now. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> yep. Agreed. And also you are allowed to drop your uh, ballots a lot of places at polling places or at courthouses uh, locally 
there's a lot of places you can drop them. You don't have to mail them. So if you have the opportunity to drop it in person, do that as well. And yeah. that's what I will be doing um, uh, myself. So yeah. I will oh, be yeah. not putting it in the mail, but I will be dropping it off at a uh, ballot box, which used to be the Jefferson County Taj Mahal building uh, when I was in Jeffco, but I am now in Arapahoe County, which is an adventure. So I'll have to uh, see where I need to drop it off next. But I will be finding that uh, as soon as my ballot gets here, which I'm very excited about. We'll post a little uh, info on the website with a link to where you can find where to drop your ballot off in your local area. Also, I post the shit out of that kind of stuff. Uh, so check out my Instagram at John Anderson 1776 or my Twitter at boot Nazis, both of which I post a ton of that stuff. Yep. Especially if you want to see a filled out ballot for Kanye West. (laughs) (laughs) No, no Kanye West content on this podcast anymore. (laughs) speaking of uh kanye west well i was gonna say uh we uh, speaking of corruption uh the kanye west thing there's a lot of republican operatives that don't seem to be working for kanye west trying to get him on the ballot uh which is just some corrupt shit because they're trying to Mm. siphon off votes from biden to him Mm -hmm. oh it's a Mm -hmm. it's a political game they know what they're Mm -hmm. doing yeah, it's a, yeah, they know it's, what they're it, doing. They're like, get him on the ballot, and he can potentially be a third party, especially someone who might take urban African American votes away from Biden. They yeah, definitely like, think that. Like a ton of things about this administration, ultimately, it's just a con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought we were great again. Wait, isn't it amazing? Sorry, time out, real quick. Isn't it amazing <laughs> how Donald Trump is running on? make america great again 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 again, again. yeah it's yeah. it's like bro you really you were in office yeah. before you like the fact that he was like a political genius i think can be put to rest many times but that is one reason why it can be fucking put to rest <laughs> oh dude I, I saw the best i saw the best flag outside of steamboat springs it was uh this last week when i drove up that through there and it was trump 2020 no more bullshit and that was the tagline and i was like <laughs> oh that's just that's so amazing to see yeah. like that that's really what you're gonna put out there just like it, he's the it, end of bullshit that wasn't Kelly, ironic it was, it was opposite day it was opposite day yeah you forgot you forgot it was opposite wait was day. that a joke was that serious oh it was absolutely serious yeah it was it was this big old flag plastered on the side of a barn well you have I to just, remember that anybody who's not voting for trump is just a naive entitled uh, immature democrat libtard yep. <laughs> Listen, we live in weird times. I was working at the farmers market the other day, and uh, masks are required there, as they as one should be. And there was a guy who came up who, you know, listen, it's like it was Berkeley, but it's like right on the Berkeley Oakland border. So like, you know, there's like, you know, where's funkiness? But there was someone, and this guy just like looked like a total normie, like whatever, like kind of like jockey bro came up, and he is Matt. Just nothing, completely nondestructive except for his mask that just said "I eat ass" on it. <laughs> What? I was like, wow. Oh, wow. 2020 is wild. <laughs> oh, Thank man. God he was wearing a mask. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, what I'm saying. You know, among the things that happen, like, listen, that's fine. Like, all good if you eat. Like, listen, sometimes in the heat of the moment, it's okay to go ass to mouth. But my point is just like, I was like very surprised it was that. Like, you know, if it was like some like, you know, person who maybe had like purple hair and was like presenting more queer, I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, totally. But it was just like total normie dude. Just like, I eat. We all find ways to express ourselves. Anyways, we're (laughs) off topic. Yeah, I'm not not really sure how to process that, actually. Anyways. But moving on to bigger and brighter things. We're out of here today. The core of what we want to discuss today, which is swindling of the election, trying to sway it one way or the other, and corruption and, and basically ways in which the Trump campaign is trying to cheat to win. This kind of leads into Donald Trump's tax returns have officially been demanded by the courts. <laughs> so a little, little, well, little, like uh, three, third, like for the third time. Well, yeah, for the third time. But this is the first time since it was handed back down 
by the Supreme Court, isn't that right? Uh, wait, so a little peek behind the curtain, listeners. Uh, we This first segment we're doing is about Trump corruption, and uh, I literally forgot to put that on my list because there's been so many things today <laughs> that happened yeah, that right. I forgot to put that shit on my list. So, yeah, let's talk about the fact that we're going to – well, Cy Vance, anyways, is going to get Trump's tax returns. Now, it is unclear whether or not the American public will see those tax returns, which they should, uh, by law, looking at you, next Congress. Um, but uh, – you know, we'll, Cy Vance, ha, there's a grand jury in the Southern District of, of uh, New York, and we'll see if Cy Vance can move quickly enough that we are able to see those before the election. Yeah, it's usually a pretty long process, so I don't really have my hopes up that we'll see anything prior to the election, um, but they'll be out eventually. Yeah, most people seem to not think that it will happen, although I want to say his name is Neil Katyal, uh, who's mostly a talking head on, um, uh, I think, MSNBC, but is a legal analyst, uh, had a contrary view that he was like, this is going to move quickly and we could see these things before the election. So, And it seems like the pace is fairly quick, especially for these kinds of things. Also, it seems like there's been a pretty extensive investigation ongoing so perhaps right the groundwork is late i mean this has been going on for multiple years right and the legal battle from the trump team has been going on for multiple years at this point so you gotta think that the southern district attorney is ready to get it on at this point and like aside from the legality of this this is really meaningful information that the american public should see to make an informed decision about their leadership like it is especially if he's claiming to be the fucking genius business person that he claims yeah. to be. You know, He's kind not of an important aspect. Just to put this on I probably said this on the record before, but I do not believe that he is a billionaire. And I think that these tax returns will show that he is not a billionaire. Because uh, I think they were like, what is the t- the Trump brand valued at? I don't know, five billion dollars. And it's like, well that's not actual value. So yeah, right, right, you know, especially after the tarnishing of it with the last four years. So I do not believe he's a billionaire. And I think that his, um, shall we say ego will, will, uh, suffer greatly from that being revealed. That's like basically one of the only things I can think of that he would want to hide. Yeah. 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 I, I would be curious. I'll be curious to see if these come out before the election, if it, if it has any sort of impact. I mean, I think, I think it might have the most impact. You're saying John is just like Trump freaking out and trying to save face because he'll be embarrassed by it. But, you know, there's such a hatred for the IRS, um, especially on the right. And I actually watched last night uh, an episode of Patriot Act, the Hasan Minhaj's show on Netflix, um, that was all about the IRS. And I learned a lot about it and how there was like in the mid to late 90s, there was a huge attack by the Republicans on the IRS when they basically like there was like there's this whole conspiracy inside of it. And they like called a bunch of people to testify in front of Congress who like did so uh, anonymously. And the way they set it up is like hilarious. They like distracted their voice, but it sounds like they just made them like inhale helium. So they're like, it's like this really serious Congress thing. And like the people are just like, I tell you about this. it's fucking hilarious. Um, but, uh, but basically all of that turned out, they did this whole investigation. None of it was true, but it's basically he goes into this long thing of how the IRS actually has like very few resources now and is actually like which is like one of the reasons why it's so hard to file your taxes because like they have just been stripped of all their resources yeah because basically Demo- nobody cares because everyone hates paying taxes and republicans have have uh intentionally gone after them because they don't want fucking taxes to i guess exist i don't know but because right. they carry wing of the but, party for sure. they want to yeah. as grover dorquist said he wants to make government small enough to drown in a bathtub Right. Oh, so one right. of the so, <laughs> best ways to make government super small is to make sure that it has no revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So anyways, all that to say is like, I don't, I don't know if this would actually impact a lot of, because there, I feel like that the right could just easily be like, well, the IRS, how can we trust the tax the IRS, which is like, you fill out your own tax returns. That's not the point. But <laughs> anyways, I'm just saying, I don't know how much it would actually impact like the election, but I think it is an important step for democracy uh generally um and also like i just want trump to be embarrassed and hope that he like implodes emotionally like so there's two like 
basic buckets of how you run an election. Either you do a persuasion game, which is trying to flip votes, or you do a mobilization game, which is trying to get people out to the polls as much as possible. I believe that we're basically in a mobilization game. Uh, I, I think that everybody in the country has made up their mind about Donald Trump and how they feel yeah, about him. I, I, t- I tend to agree with you on that. I it's, find it, it very hard to believe that the next few weeks or the next month and a half are going to change many people's minds. I agree. One way or the other. And so I think the one thing that getting his tax returns and, and let's assume for the moment uh, that it shows that he's not a billionaire, I think that will depress turnout on the right. Uh, which mm-hmm. which will be- make a big impact because there's a lot of people who are like, yo, I watched The Apprentice. He's a genius. And it's like, right. he's not actually. Uh, he conned you. I'm sorry. I really apologize, but he conned you. And so <laughs> I think that having some proof that he's a fucking con man about his value, individual value, will uh, make a noticeable, although small, impact in the electorate. Well, what I hope would also have a similar impact if we see it is uh, Nazi Steve Bannon (laughs) being uh, arrested for fraud. Because that's another case of uh, some fucking swindling yes. going on. He, yeah, so that was a big one this morning. That, that was, was not expected. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Huge. Uh, no, I didn't. That was one of the things. A lot of times you get some telegraphing about this, like uh, with um, Roger Stone. The, there was not much telegraphing about this. Also, yeah. I I think we talked about that bullshit on the podcast. But for listeners who uh, didn't see this today. There was a when I think this was in 2018, I want to say around election time, maybe I'm making that up. But anyways, when Trump was trying to get funding for his border wall. uh, Oh, I think it was when he declared an emergency, whatever the fuck that was, uh, and uh, couldn't get funding through the Democratic Congress because we did a great job winning back the House in 2018. Good job, everybody. High fives all around. Uh, the uh, A couple of people on the right, including Steve Bannon, some guy from Castle Rock, I heard. Uh, also, by the way, Eric Prince is on the board of this thing, Ooh. and so fucking oh, wow. let's go. But I do not believe he was among the people indicted today. Uh, they formed a GoFundMe and uh, raised four million dollars and ended up just siphoning off money to make sure that they could uh you know do things like live on yachts which by the way steve bannon was arrested on a 150 foot plus yacht today man <laughs> of the people steve bannon so uh that's that's so just wonderful. I, yeah i don't know if i would ever put him in the category of man of the people he tries to present himself that way but he's yeah. exactly i it. mean <laughs> like, you, you do uh, not i guess catch the the the, the I, drizzled sarcasm yeah. I couldn't. That. I couldn't. He didn't throw big enough air quotes out so I could see the air whole quotes. Zoom pole. It's a visual <laughs> medium. Uh, <laughs> that's the title he gave himself under his Breitbart editorials. Was it really? No, I'm just. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I just made that up. Probably. Yeah, we got it for a second. Yeah. Um, well, he deserves a lot of comeuppance, and honestly, however he can get it, if it's for fraud or whatever, that that man is um, uh, as a taint. Yes. Uh, and as you know, when we use that word, we do not mean the discoloring. We mean the anatomical place between the ball sack and the anus. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. It couldn't have uh, happened to a nicer guy who was more bent on changing the democracy in this country to be less yes. representative of people. Well, and I think it speaks to something that we see, uh, I think, generally through the uh, Trump, shall we say, enterprise, which is just like I said earlier, there is no value contributed ultimately. Ultimately, it's a smokescreen. It's a con. It is like the man behind the curtain Wizard of Oz shit. And so that's a lot of what we – like remember when um, he attacked Syria over those uh, the uh, chemical weapons release and it was – he blew up like a couple airplanes and it wasn't. It was completely devoid. It was. It was made for television, and of course, oh, it was. Because, it had no real impact on foreign policy whatsoever. It was right. just a photo op. And so Steve Bannon fucking knew that he wasn't going to build a wall on the uh, border with private money, but he damn sure well knew that there was a bunch of rubes who were going to give to that GoFundMe page, and he monetized their racism. Which is crazy, and in the best writing that has been done in a while on the show of America, uh, 
part of the crew that arrested him was postal service agents, which is the best thing in the world. I'm so happy about this. It just filled my soul with joy today. How do you think those guys got that gig? Was was there like a notice that was put out that the arrest needed to happen and they were just oh, disgruntled because... So I was... I will, Sorry to make it serious, but I was reading today uh, that actually a lot of these uh, – there's a specific division of, of the post office that is like uh, uh, law enforcement, and a lot of these guys come from the Secret Service, actually. Huh. Uh, yeah, and so I wonder about that in this context. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you, when you think about it, there's a, there's a big part of what the Postal Service does, which is try to protect against like mail fraud and right. – crime by the mail and right. so yeah. you know if they if if part of what steve bannon was doing was embezzling parts of the fund through the mail they have every right to arrest him i don't know a lot of the details you'd think with the gofundme that the majority of it is digital but right mm-hmm. I, but maybe I, they have purview over that sure. i'm not really sure yeah. anyway I, I would like to say that i think we should also Another good term is you could call Donald Trump a, fl- a flim flam man or a flim flam artist, you know, like he's fucking <laughs> P.T. Barnum from the fucking Gilded Age. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, that Americans have always been easily swindled by people like that, that present a aura of wealth and answers. And yeah. Trump's, mm-hmm. Trump's just doing it now. But there's you can look at any part of history and they're there. So um, I'm going to start calling him a flim flam man. Well, I like the Scottish word cockwomble, <laughs> which is which which is a person usually male prone to making outrageously stupid statements and or inappropriate behavior while generally having a very high opinion of their own wisdom and importance. Picture it's a picture right. of Donald Trump. Could we could we petition like uh, what is it Webster and say could you put a picture of Donald yeah. Trump next to that definition in the dictionary? Oh my god, I would love that cock-womble. definition mascot cockwomble. We should start that one on change.org. I bet with you we could get 2 million signatures. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll add that to my list when I'm done with this first one. <laughs> also, I just want to credit AOC on a on a on just a wonderful tweet uh, today about this. She said, uh, and I quote, All the heinous things that Bannon is responsible for, and it's a GoFundMe page that does him in mediocre till the very end (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing it's so good so so good at that like the best shade the most wonderful shade so good good. speaking of also and corruption also jerry fall well my favorite uh, the um, I don't know what his official title is, but the 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 man in charge of Liberty University. Um, I, th- I think I think he was the president, right? Until they asked him to step aside. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the title is. I know that the the duties in, are, are like he is in charge of Liberty University, uh, and he has. There has been listeners. If you want just a, a fun little bit of like, let me get into sleazy humanity. Just Google the uh scandals around jerry falwell jr currently there's it's a lot of kind of like e-entertainment totally not like substantiated by very excellent reporting but there is some nice little rumors out there about him and it's wonderful there is however photo evidence of him on a yacht drinking and i quote what did he say black water right yeah Yeah, Yeah. which is i mean it was wine I believe. Yeah. I'm just, like I'm just doing it for coke. the photo op. It's Blackwater. I, I, I promise. It was amazing. Yeah. And it's like, you, you have to by rules of the university dress in a proper way at Liberty university. Uh, and when you, when you see this particular photo, Oh boy. So Jerry Falwell has been asked to step down. Now, the reason this is relevant other than us just kind of like dunking on a conservative person is he is a, significant ally of Donald Trump and the evangelical, uh, many evangelicals, I would say the evangelical movement, generally speaking, has made a deal with the devil uh, in Donald Trump for Supreme Court justices. And this goes back to the general um, theme of this segment, which is there is this grift, this corruption, this um, con 
surrounding this entire enterprise known as the Trump Organization. Are, are we ready to say that more more than that, though, the evangelicals movement in the United States, especially at the top and at the conservative leadership level, is a long con to stop any sort of plurality of democracy in this country. That anybody that's not a born-again evangelical truly doesn't matter. And what they see in Trump is a way to, a means to an end. One, for, it is a deal with the devil because they'll get what they want with Supreme Court justices. Potentially roll back laws, religious freedom laws. Freedom, I'm using air quotes because really it's just protecting hate from the right. Um, and the end-all be-all, the potential coming of Jesus Christ himself with a war in the Middle East with Israel. Yeah, that's yeah. a particularly interesting component of all this. There's a really, shit. just a yeah. side note here for the listeners, a great little original Netflix series called The Family that touches on oh, some yeah. of that. Yeah. That is a very interesting documentary. Yeah, very interesting yeah highly, highly recommend uh, if you're looking for something to watch that will help yeah. you understand What's, how uh, Christian men have been groomed, I guess, for political positions for decades in this country. And not only that, but also the power of the evangelical movement in Washington as well yeah. as throughout the country. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys who hold that yeah. prayer breakfast every year are very important yeah. to political yeah. livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Again, that one's called The Family. If you, like, this uh, whole thing by uh the evangelical movement i think in a lot of ways is a rear guard action because they see the polling of people's Mm. religious views and and see the dwindling of their pulpits and know that they are in a lot of ways becoming irrelevant i think in this country and they are trying to shifting away from them yep and they are trying to hold off they are trying to secure the gains made earlier in this country and uh, they are fighting a losing battle, frankly, because yeah. time. I mean, but it, it is interesting, yeah. right, though, because the definition of an evangelical is just someone who's saved again. So there could, right. be, there could be literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of new evangelicals in the next well, 10, 10 to 15 years as people in our generation turn back towards more religion. There's a lot of people in the evangelicals that came out of the 60s and 70s that turned away from religion and then turned back to the evangelical movement because they could be born again and accepted somewhere. There's, there's interesting polling data about I, listeners. I'd recommend diving into like evangelical polling. Cause it's very interesting. But one of the things that's really interesting is there is a, um, a fairly large divide between people who identify, or I guess a gap in the polling of people who identify as evangelical and people who go to church every week. And mm. so mm. it is I when I say evangelical I actually look at it more as like an identity group than I do uh a religious a group unified by like religious fervent I think it's 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 broader than that and and a lot less disconnected. Well, and there's also a huge divide right now between the old and young in the evangelical right. circles anyway. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe like yeah, the Christian yeah. circles. Um, it gets yeah. way too complicated bringing in multiple Christian denominations and discussing different. This isn't a this isn't a yeah. religious yeah. philosophy. Speaking of these personality cults um, and religious conspiracies, and who knows the most about QAnon? Can we have a, a more meta discussion before we explain it? Yeah, about QAnon. Sure. Um, I have a personal belief that is not based much in fact that QAnon is a a psyop, is what it's called, a psychological operation. I think that Mm. the origins of QAnon is bullshit, and it is used Mm. as a grand conspiracy theory to distract our political body from the things that are important to talk about. So I am not entirely sure that we should even be explaining what it is about, because that has a way of worming... Uh, its way into our brains, and then we forget that we shouldn't know it, and then we do know it, and then it <laughs> stays there. Uh, but it makes and... perfect sense. There are secret <laughs> Satanistic cannibals and child molesters in every Democratic 
institution. And Trump's taking him down. He's taking him down, John. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it all does make perfect sense when you put it that way. You're welcome. Yeah. Podcast it's over. It's because you raised your voice. Now that, now that it's here, guys, you know, <laughs> either now, you're going to get yeah. on the QAnon train and believe the truth. It's QAnon yeah. and it's flat earth and it's lizard aliens that live under the ground. See, or you, you thought that I was on this podcast for 120 episodes because I care about American democracy, but actually <laughs> Q sent me. Q sent me to take you all libtards down. It's, so, it's something uh, but, God. Would you say then, Anderson, is what you're saying? Is it something for those who are lean to be more apathetic? It's something for them to talk about? No, I... I think that there is a propaganda – well, I know that there is a propaganda technique used by um, possibly um, – used most effectively by Russia and then it has come to America and it is known colloquially as flood the zone with shit, which is we are just going to say nonsense to people over and over and over again so people do not know how to discern the truth and then they become so exhausted by trying to understand the truth that they give up and so yeah i guess you get to apathy by that point but part of or, the way or it's hype or it gets hyperactive in the politics they may have been apathetic before but then they start hearing that stuff and they get right. hypersensitive to new information that comes out around there and they get more involved but they're involved and, in a fantasy world and it's almost a radical radicalization process 100%. Um, in both of those cases one of the most effective ways to combat those things i believe is to starve them of oxygen not to shine light on them which is to say let's talk about it a whole bunch because there's psychological studies that show that if you hear a conspiracy theory over time it's harder for you to understand if that was actually true or not because of the Fire way Earth. memory works Fire and Earth. and so uh that's why part of combating uh flooding the zone with shit is to just ignore the shit which is right. why well, facebook mean, just removed all those QAnon groups right Right, and also why we should all just delete Facebook as a society, <laughs> generally speaking. But that's for the TED Talk. Generally, we know we all know John's on that train. Every well, chance you get, every chance you get, yeah. I, I slightly, I have a slightly different. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree necessarily with what you're saying, John. I mean, I think, I think human psychology is very, a very complicated. Thing. Totally, um, I want to open this up for discussion because, like, yeah, I, no. as one of the four of us, am a little uncomfortable, and we should have a talk about it. Great, great. Open no, discussion I, granted. <laughs> wow, thanks, guardrails. Um, wine guardrails. Instead of Modell, can we call you Merlot guardrails? There it now? is. There we go. You have to call me Merlot guardrails. Okay, thanks, Um You know, I think I think the other thing though is that like you know one of these ways that things get into like how people get into it is because there's like a cultural aspect of it where people are so they don't like. People might see like this, ha the save the children hashtag, which by the way was a legitimate hashtag and people might also be using it legitimately who don't know, but they might start using it and then they might start thinking that it is actually, because it, it did start as a legitimate hashtag around like actually stopping child sex, tra sex trafficking children. But then uh, it got co-opted by QAnon. So people might use it and then start following said hashtag and then slowly get sucked into the things unless there's a little bit of like being like, hey, careful, everybody, this is the thing because there's the whole group thing thing. And once you're in a group, then distancing yourself from the group becomes a very painful process. And we can get into all of the reasons why the mm -hmm. human brain is wired, uh, human not even brain is body too wired for belonging for survival reasons because that was very advantageous for millions of years. Survival, um, yeah. Yeah, and still uh, I think you ways. mean um, 8,000 years, right? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the when Earth did evolution become real? This is QAnon we're talking about. The Earth <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. The dinosaurs were put here by, by Satan. Yes, dinosaurs were put here by Satan, uh, dinosaur bones, to trick us yep. into thinking that's older. Yep. Exactly. I'm on to um, his tricks. Could, I'm on to his tricks. Yeah. <laughs> on, to, on the same story. So, so my, that's my other side is like, you know, at a certain level, yeah, like whatever conspiracy theories is small. But the QAnon phenomena has grown very large enough then then there's the whole other point which if something grows large enough you it you can't just keep burying your head in the sand to it right which i'm not saying but yeah by the best all example means, of that are, being donald trump right 
Being Donald, exactly, being Donald Trump, being like that. So by the estimates, there are hundreds of thousands of Americans who believe in the QAnon. Pause on and that. I'm talking about... Uh, in the Safeway in Evergreen, there's like a... a, a, a particle board sign that nobody used or like uh it was facing frontwards but on the back of it for a long time there was a q on the back of it wow and oh. every time i went by i was like i need to See, come over here and paint that shit away nope. that, person it, yeah. that person gets it that person gets it yeah that person gets it <laughs> finally someone's speaking it. the truth so so d- vaguely just to put the very large so the thing about QAnon that is different from other conspiracy theories is that it is inclusionary in that it try it does its best to wrap all conspiracy theories into the QAnon umbrella. So it is pulling people in who believe in other conspiracy theories as well. So that's one of the reasons it's been so successful. But its major is exactly what Kelly uh, obviously is um, telling the truth to us about, which is that, uh, yes, there are <laughs> Satan-worshipping people. Like, the deep state is are Satan-worshipping people yeah. who are mostly Democrats and, like, and, like, people like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and yes. many other right, and George right. Soros Hillary Clinton and all these babies. people. <laughs> yeah, and that they yeah that they are it's the child sex trafficking ring. They also kill and eat the children because there's something in the blood that gives them like life, like some sort of like, yeah, like super anti aging thing. And, yeah, like yeah. superpowers yep. and shit. And yes, Donald Trump is the one who is going in. And that they think that the military recruited him because the military is, became a privy to this and wants to break it up to save our democracy and save our world. And that Donald Trump is the person that they recruited right. and that he is doing it. And and, 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 and you're right that it, it, what it does is it stems from a lot of other conspiracy theories about global Illuminati and global power groups. That, yeah. And like Pizzagate. And I mean, like Pizzagate shit, is right? QAnon, right? The entire yeah, yeah, idea. It was, yeah. it was like this, the entry. Yeah. It was like it was like QAnon before QAnon. And there was a person. It was their national posting, break. Yeah. There was a person who started posting anonymously, calling themselves Q. Who was a Russian agent, probably. I mean, like who? Right. Like maybe, but like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it may. It would make perfect sense that it would be a psyop operation. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And that's why I mean, it like, has such even, longevity and sophistication. Yes. But of course, there could be more than one because they're going through anonymous wars like 4chan and 8chan, and so. If 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 there was one person who started it, but then other people could have picked it up and continued to post as as under this like guise of Q, and then it's a coded they post encoded messages, and then there's like a whole thing. So right, it's engaging is the other thing. It's not just people coming out and saying here's the information in an anonymous chat. They're coming out with this coded language, which then all the QAnon people go, okay, let's decode this. What does this mean, right? And then there are like so people get sucked into like the culture of it, right? And then um, there are predictions, which you know have all like become false that like Donald Trump's going to reveal and indict these people at this time. And none of that shit's happened, but none of that shit matters in conspiracy theories. Cause there's always a way to explain that shit away. Right. Why it didn't happen. Right. So that is the brief overview of like what the QAnon actual thing is, but just a little like thing on top of this that I think is always so interesting is that right. Like pedophilia and child sex trafficking are actual real problems. Yes. Right. Like, the dark web is something I forget what it is, but it's something like it's like fifty percent fucking child sex trafficking yeah. on like the dark. It's something right. crazy and like child that. Pornography I don't know what it is, but it's like, and, yeah, yeah, child pornography and child like it's yeah. a huge, huge portion. Which child pornography is often connected to child sex trafficking, yeah. right? It's like kind of the same thing. So yeah, right. so it's like all of that, yeah. and these are real problems, right? And like as we know, most violence that occurs, sexual violence or otherwise, is perpetuated by someone that the victim knows. Yeah. And these people are, it's very, right. very, it's, it's, it's not a global say, cabal of Satanists. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy uncle Terry, neighbor. you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. It's people that you fucking know that are in your family. And it is so convenient psychologically to take that issue and to put it externally. And that these people are causing my, not only are they the horrible people doing these horrible things, they're also the people in charge that are causing me all these other problems. Yeah. And that these are the people out here versus the hard realization and the hard work of these are people that I likely know. And I have to confront this in my own life and in my own communities. And it is so it is psychologically, like you're saying, John, a psyops of, at so many levels. And it's done so well because it completely just plays into that thing of I don't want to get it. I don't want to pay attention. To I don't want to do this hard work. It's too much to hold. So I'm going to externalize this problem somewhere else and, and taking that and then making it political at the same time. Right. Yeah. That's, and that's so it, right. It just, I agree a hundred percent, Tyler. What makes it really scary is that Donald Trump is the savior in the QAnon world, which is yeah, exactly. 
It's just it's an exactly. entire disconnect, you know. But so like again, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on the drawing. I agree, but it is a fun- there's enough people out there that it is like worth touching on and also like please talk to if you know anybody who's posting the like I don't know how you talk to conspiracy theorists, but like I mean, I've done it for years with varied levels of success. <laughs> but but it, it is it is it is a phenomenon that is out there that is um I think it really checks a lot of the cognitive dissonance food groups and um, <laughs> like it, it, it just has to be like reckoned with as like a society that like so many people, hundreds of thousands of people can believe these sort of things. Yeah. Like, wow. What, what is happening in our society that makes that possible? I think we probably have gotten to a point where we do have to talk about it because the, uh, Donald Trump was asked about it the other day and he said, they're mm-hmm. fine because they like me. Which is the most Donald Trump thing ever? Um, <laughs> if they want, if they want to think that I'm a superhero and I can solve stuff, go ahead and let them. I was yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, stroking his ego. Wow. But you know, this yeah. is the United States was already ripe for this too. That's the thing is, right. we've been having information problems for a long time. This is the consequence yeah. of living in a post fact world. This is why we freaked yeah. out about the post fact world at the beginning of this podcast because if you can't do that, you can't fight this nonsense you can't fight a global pandemic either so right. it, if you think it this podcast a, is a meandering podcast go back and listen to like some of the early episodes where we discuss oh, reality you'll have fun hey with listen has anybody listened oh, to the first episode i have not had the courage to go back and listen to it i've not the courage for that but i did listen to recently <laughs> randomly i was telling everyone i'll tell their listeners the other thing is i was listening to episode 37 of of the podcast, which in which we touch up Roy Moore, if you remember him, he was running in uh, to fill Jeff Sessions' seat in Mississippi, and he is an actual pedophile. That's the other thing that is just so frustrating about this is like there are actual pedophiles that the Republican Party protects, yeah. and not to say that there aren't pedophiles of all different political. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying externally, the Republican Party did, took him a while to disavow him. Meanwhile, a bunch of Republicans are like, QAnon, it's all the Democrats. I'm like, you don't, but you can just look at your own party and like, it's outwardly, it's there. It's the, it's the dissonance you were talking about. It's a lot easier yeah. to look outside yeah. and say the problem's there, not with us. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, ultimately, it, it's an American problem, right? Like, yeah. this is not a Democratic Party or Republican Party problem it's a problem with our society generally and i think uh it'll be important that we start getting back to to that mentality um hopefully in a biden administration if we're not in a biden administration then it's going to be a whole other thing well speaking of a biden administration and uh hillary clinton eating babies i think i saw a little blood on the corner of her mouth when she spoke uh the convention just yeah. so <laughs> i i saw this tweet i forget who it was from but it was uh i would have taken just a video of of hillary clinton with a drink saying i told you so uh-huh. yeah totally yeah 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 dnc in full force we got uh kamala um on there her speech was pretty good obama speech listen i'm not it takes a lot for political speeches to like strike a nerve with me, but Obama's speech, like when he started talking about when he was like, think about like black, he's like black people who are descendants of slaves who the country had never worked for. And they went and they sat like John Lewis and shit who sat at lunch counters and they believed that this democracy that we could do this. He was like, you have to believe that we can do this too. He's like, you can't get, we can't give up on it. Like it has been, it is bad right now, but other people have had it way worse for way longer. And they still figured out a way to participate in the system and change the system for better, which has gotten you where you are right. Like giving you advantages where you are right now and you owe it to the few. And like that, that struck a nerve with me where I was like, thank you, Obama, for that reminder. Appreciate it. I find a lot of comfort in that. I, John Lewis died right around when, Portland was really scary. And uh, I found a lot of comfort in thinking about John Lewis having been arrested like 40 times. And, and, and uh, I forget what I was listening to, but there's standing there on top of the black lives matter banner. Yeah. Hell yeah. And there was a story, I forget where I was listening to it. uh, But um, the first freedom ride uh, John Lewis did, and he did it with just another guy. 
and this was not before or this was you had no social media you were not taking instagram photos this was literally just two black guys riding around in the south with no support right wow. zero yeah i mean and that's it's like, and th- like that's like you could get pulled off the bus and lynched on the side of the street and there'd be no charge straight up murdered you know that's that's what and, we're talking and that about. was probably the more likely outcome right. than what actually happened and yet he still got on that bus over and over and over again and they talked about how every stop the the bus driver was so mad at him and the bus driver would uh go inside at at every stop and they didn't know what he was coming out with Mm. at every stop so it wasn't just one decision it was every time you stopped you were like oh my god i might die and that ruminating on that courage gave me a lot of courage in this moment and and what obama's speech did too it's like it has been way worse and we can and people still fought and right. so we can do the same. Yep. And yeah. it, it's not over and it need we need to keep fighting the fight and we need to be willing to sacrifice yeah. that way to make sure that society mm-hmm. gets better. Um and right. and I will say that, you know, I thought both his and Bill Clinton's speech kind of didn't hold back any punches also about the grim reality that is the Trump administration and another future administration. You know, most of the time when you have ex-presidents talking even at um Conventions like this, it's more about the party's message and why it's important for the person. But they really did not hold back punches, which shows, you know, I think there's been a lot of talk about, you know, it was not a great idea for the Democrats to bring in someone like John Kasich to talk um, and some other kind of centrist and right leaning. But I mean, the, the truth is, is that, you know, there's a lot at stake here and there's a reason that. People in the middle and ex-presidents are coming out and talking about it in pretty, pretty dire terms that, you know, I our mean, democracy is a threat s- <laughs> and like people should be concerned. Up, Barack Obama said democracy yeah. is on basically to paraphrase. He said democracy is on the ballot in November and he's completely right about it. And I think what you're seeing with John Kasich and uh, Colin Powell and a whole bunch of other Republicans and you know, and there's some debate about whether that's a good idea or not. I think it is. Personally, uh, I vote for that. And it is I, – I would characterize it as a democratic immune response. We have a pathogen in our body politic right now, which is fascist. Yeah. <laughs> and we have an immune response happening right now. And that's where you have – all of these, I mean, literally, there are people that I am giving money to that right now that I fought all the way with in other elections because I thought that was the battleground that we were on, which was to say, okay, we're going to fight about how to make America better, but like we're having an honest disagreement here and it might get kind of ugly, but ultimately, like it's not, um, it's not threatening to our way of life Mm -hmm. and now it is threatening to our way of life and you see all of these people who are allies of democracy going under the banner of the democratic party not necessarily because they're for medicaid medicare for all or raising the the but they know that 20 percent of the country is going to fuck it up for everyone and if they're allowed to get away with it millions will suffer potentially yes and and let's just say that, you know, like we say, like I was, I was also referring to like myself, like it's been way worse, like it's way worse for other people. Obviously it still is worse for other people, but like there are, there are people right now who, I mean, there are still children in camps, right? Like the, yep. the, we are in a place where things are already getting bad. And if, if this election, if Donald Trump stays in power, however that happens after this, it is going like, it will get as bad as it may be. There, there's the I, I want to be careful because like chattel slavery really 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 bad right and fascism has a way of also like it, it it's be, like it will be really bad like it will be, it'll be really bad it'll be real i'm not gonna say when well, we're not gonna play like the witch is worse olympics here but like it is <laughs> it is it could be it's already very bad and sure like it was it has been worse for other people they still came through and we can get courage from that but i also want to not be like oh it's been worse it's like no, no 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 like it is also really bad and i think the important point is it also this is a vote for the type of government we have that allows us to have to do things like push for 
push for more freedoms. Like there was a system in place that allowed those people with all that courage, allowed John Lewis to be on that bus despite all the threat and that the system then maybe not created for him, you know, intentionally, but it, but it, he was still able to leverage it. Right. The the, free, the civil rights movement was able to leverage it and it's been able to leverage time and time again. And we are now the, this election is about that. Are we going to even have that system to leverage or not anymore? Right. Yeah. It, it, democracy is not like a fun game for everybody to play. Yeah. Democracy is important because it allows us to self-correct. Yeah. Because yeah. it allows us to say, oh, that was a bad decision. We should do something different. And you might. You know, there it is possible that you get a dictator. That's awesome. And we refer to that person as a benevolent dictator. But the thing is, is that when you roll the dice of dictators, you will get a terrible one and it will be super duper fucking terrible and you won't be able to do anything about it. But in a democracy, you might have bad decisions that take place. You can correct those decisions. And that's why democracy is a better form of government than these other governments that we're talking about. It's not just a like, we're doing this because we've done it that way and we're going to continue to do it that way. We're doing it because it makes our society better. Right. That's right. Yep. And it, it's not a guarantee just because systems are in place to foster democracy does not mean that human beings will sit around and agree that it continues to be the best. And that's when you run into these types of issues. Let me quote Ronald Reagan to paraphrase. Um, Democracy is always one generation away from dying. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. We have to continue to agree that it's the system that we want to have and you have to fight for it because there's plenty of people, even within a democratic system that, you know, believe power structure should be different. Yeah, that's what happens. And when you lose those, and when you lose the rights that are guaranteed and the ability to participate in equality, it's a hell of a lot harder to get them back than it is to continue to fight for them. Yep, a thousand percent. So, I think that's probably on 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 an upper on on an up note. um, I think we found at least one positive out of this, John, and I think you did it. Um, unconsciously when you were talking before about um, Trump and whether his tax returns are going to make a big splash with the electorate. And I think you called it something like uh, a small but surprising impact. Um, I think Uh that will be Stormy Daniels' tell-all book. Donald Uh, Trump. Is that that happening? Well, that'll be the title of it. That's the October surprise. Small, Should we take bets on what the October surprise small is? Surprising. Huh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> John, it, that are took you... you way too long to get that joke. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. It's a penis joke, right? It's, okay. It's a penis joke. You know what? Godspeed, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>